0: Hi, I'm Sabrina Soto, and you're listening to Redesigning Life, a podcast where I talk a little bit about design, but I delve into other topics like motherhood, success, money, relationships, spirituality, basically all the things that I care about. You're going to get to hear my personal stories, but I'm also going to interview some friends, many of which you know, and other people that I've met throughout my life who I've learned a lot from, so I want to share their expertise and stories with you. Hi, guys, and welcome to Redesigning Life with Sabrina Soto. This is actually my first podcast. So you'll have to bear with me because I obviously have never done this before. Um, Hopefully, you're going to love it. And if you do, please rate and review the podcast. I totally appreciate it. And if you don't love it, don't rate and review it. (laughs) Maybe just listen to a few more. um, Give me a little bit more time to get acclimated to this process. But anyway, thanks for joining me today. Uh, I'm going to have guests throughout the podcast, but today I wanted to kick off everything with answering the question that a lot of people ask me, and that is how I got started and some business advice and how I got successful. It's sort of a long story because um, it's been quite a ride. So I will tell you how I got my job on HGTV, but I suppose I should start in the beginning of really how I became a designer. Um, I've told this story a lot in the press, but my mom was a party planner and a decorator. She was very creative. On the weekends, I would spend my time crafting with her always. My sister would be out with her friends and doing sports, and I was always with some sort of hot glue gun or rearranging some furniture in the house, you name it. I never in a million thought years thought that it was going to be my career. As a matter of fact, um, I just really didn't even know what I was going to do. So, you know, the creative bone was always instilled in me, I think, because of my mom. Um, and then my dad was also in the TV business, he was a producer for news. So I sort of had the TV portion on one end and then the creative genes on the other end. So, it's kind of crazy that I'm doing both at the same time now because if you really knew how long it took me to find this path, uh, you'd be pretty surprised. In high school, I mean, I grew up kind of comfortable middle class. And then in high school, my parents split up and we went from being comfortable to being very uncomfortable. I had to start working at a really early age. Um, I would go to high school and then right after school, I would go straight to work, um, which I'm so happy I got that experience because it molded me into who I was today. But there, you know, I recall us not being able to have heat in the house and my mom's bathroom had a electrical heater on the ceiling, which worked. So I would sleep next to the toilet um, at night just to stay warm. And, you know, I look back at that all that that hard time. We ended up getting evicted from that house too, which made us move across country to live with some family for a while to help us out. But I'm not telling you this story at all for you to feel sorry for me. I'm just sort of giving you a little bit of a background of the fact that it was not an easy road to get on television at all. So after high school, I moved back to the East Coast in New Jersey, New York for a little bit, and then moved back to the West Coast in California, kind of been back and forth all of my life um, and just worked. I found any job that I really could. I worked at Earthlink for a long time. I worked at Mac Studio. And then, um, you know, I've always wanted to be on television. So most of my 20s was working either corporate jobs, doing design work. I got into real estate for a long time as well. And then when I could, I would do TV jobs. My first audition was actually pretty funny. My first audition was a Bud Light commercial. And I don't know if anybody out there is in the business, but they, for commercials, they always ask you if you have a conflict, which means if you've done another beer commercial that you shouldn't be at the audition because chances are contractually you shouldn't be doing a Bud Light commercial. So the (laughs) casting director goes around the room in front of everybody. This is my first audition. Okay. So I don't even know what the hell protocol is. He goes around the room and asks everybody, does anybody have a conflict? So he just says, you know, just answer yes or no. And when he got to me, I was like, conflict? No, I love beer. I drink it all the time. (laughs) And everybody started laughing, and I had no idea why everybody was laughing. Um, I ended up getting that job, which is ridiculous. Um, And then I just started acting here and there and doing TV hosting. um, I hosted an MTV show called The Big Urban Myth Show that really never aired with, with a host. And then my first real big break was on TLC, which is funny that I'm back on TLC now, but it was about 15 years ago or so. I was the host of a dating story. I don't know if anybody remembers that. So after that ended, I started doing real estate and design. Never in a million years did I think that I was going to do them together. And then one day, night I watched this documentary called The Secret but back then it wasn't this phenomenon that it became being on Oprah this was like the only way you could watch it was if you paid $4.95 I think it was to watch it on your computer so um I was I ended up sitting on the floor of my office at the time and watched this documentary and just something completely clicked. The documentary was about the law of attraction and how you could really create anything. And I I know that sounds like mumbo jumbo new age BS, but, and I I promise you I'm not that new agey. I guess I am a little bit because I do yoga and I meditate, but I, at that exact moment, I just knew that I was going to be able to be creative and be on TV at the same time. And mind you, I had no agent. I didn't have connections in Hollywood or whatever. I was just living in the suburbs, doing real estate and, you know, going about my life. So I went to sleep that night and about four o'clock in the morning I thought the doorbell rang, which was weird because who the hell's at my door at four o'clock in the morning? So I got up out of bed and looked through the peephole. Of course nobody was there and I just couldn't go back to sleep. So I thought, hell I can't go back to sleep so I went on Craigslist and I looked at the TV media category at the time and just plugged in TV host. And all of these ads came up, one of which they were looking for somebody who had design and TV experience. So I sent in my headshot, black and white of course, uh my reel which was just of TV hosting stuff that was old, nothing recent. And I think I sent in a few of my design photos. I would say between that day and 16 weeks later, I was on set filming Get It Sold, which was my first show on HGTV. I know that sounds crazy. I mean, obviously there was auditions, you know, for that show. As a matter of fact, weirdly, that ad was not even for Get It Sold. It was another show called Sleep On It. So when I went to audition, Steve Edelman, who was the owner of the production company, was interviewing me and about this other show. And then during that interview, he said, what else do you do for work? And I said, I stage. And he looked at me so weirdly, like shocked. So I thought that meant he didn't know what staging was. So I started to explain to him what staging was. And he interrupted me. He's like, no, no, no. I, I know what staging is. You're you're a stager. And I said, well, I mean, I would yes, I do staging. So he said, I want to talk to you about another show. So at that point he had me stage his house which was so uncomfortable because I had to pick apart the owner of this production company's house basically make fun of it in a way which was so uncomfortable um but regardless I made it funny and lighthearted and then they decided to to put me in as the host of Get It Sold, which completely changed my life. The only problem was at that time, uh, I lived on the, the West Coast and I had just gotten married. So I had to live on the East Coast. They said it was going to be about a six-month run. And I ended up being in D.C. filming HDV shows for five years and then moved to New York to do the Low Project for an additional three years. Obviously, that marriage crumbled because I wasn't living in the same city as my then husband, but looking back, as painful as it was, I realized that everything transpired the way it was supposed to. So that's sort of my story of how I found the job on HGTV. You guys also wanted to know how I continue to stay motivated, and that is something I struggle with constantly, especially now with having a daughter, it gets really easy to sort of get sucked into the mom role all day instead of getting motivated and getting into the office and doing the things that I need to do for work. So it's not anything that I've at all been able to master. It's a work in progress. But lately what I've been doing is forcing myself a certain allocated hours of the day to work on my brand. And even if I don't have anything that I necessarily need to do, any deliverables that... Is work at hand. I will create new things for the future. I think in any business, whether you're a designer or an accountant or a teacher, it's all about staying, being creative and completely reinventing yourself always. One of the things that I do to start off my day in the right way is I read this email that comes to me every morning called the notes from the universe. One of the teachers from The Secret, Mike Dooley, created... Notes from the Universe. You could sign up for it on his website, tut.com. It's free and it's personalized to you and what you want to manifest in your life. It is the first thing that I read. Usually it's about a paragraph and it's always so positive and it puts me in a place of gratitude. And I know that sounds cliche, but when you start becoming grateful for the things you have, more things will appear for you to be grateful for. And I believe that 100%. But I've also realized throughout the years that sometimes things will come to you when they're supposed to. For instance, watching The Secret for me so many years ago, it was that time. It was the perfect time for me to digest that information. And there'll be other times where I'll read other law of attraction or manifesting books. And it's just, they don't... For some reason, they don't just compute. and They don't register with me at all. So I think that sometimes it's always your your life's on course. Things, Everything happens for a reason. I know that's another cliche, but there have been many times, especially in my TV world, where projects that I was so passionate about just don't work out. And I look back now and realize if they would have worked out, my life would be completely different and who knows where I would have been? Who knows if I would have had Olivia? I mean, a million things can happen. But again, I do believe that everyone is on their own path. And the worst thing that you could do is to compare yourself to other people. Just focus on yourself. I know it sounds easy, but I've realized that's the best thing I could ever do for myself. Another thing I've found very powerful is preparing myself for an opportunity even though I don't know when or if it was coming, for instance. I was going to the gym every day to get ready to be on TV, even though I had nothing, no reason to think I was going to be on TV. But I just started so getting ready for the opportunity, even though nothing was there, if that made any sense. And I still do that to this day. I I prepare myself for when the opportunity comes that I'm ready for it. And that could either be getting myself in physical shape, reading books, meditating, um, taking meetings, reaching out to people. I think there's something to be said about manifesting with just vision boards and positive thinking, but you also have to take action. You can't just sit in your house waiting for the doorbell to ring, and that even goes for love. I have a friend of mine who constantly talks about how she wants to find Mr. Right, yet She seriously never goes anywhere. She may go to the grocery store to get food, but that's just about it. You have to put yourself out there. I'm not saying that you have to constantly beat down on everyone's door, but you've got to be proactive and come from an inspired place. Here's another thing that I've learned throughout my life. Do not force things. All of the mistakes that I have made in my career, it's my instinct told me don't do it, but my fear told me to do it. There was a show that I did and I knew that it was a bad idea. Uh, every bone, every vein in my body knew this is not the right time. This is not the right project. But I was fearful. The fear was if I don't do this project, how is the network? What is the network going to think of me? They're going to think that I'm difficult to work with and I'm not easygoing. If I don't do this project, maybe a project won't come again. What if this is my last project? So instead of listening to my instinct, my gut, which was right, by the way, I ended up following fear. And I don't even have to tell you the end of the story, but that project was a total disaster. That is just one of probably thousands of times, and it's unfortunate, but really thousands of times that I've probably unfortunately followed fear instead of my gut. And now that I'm getting older, I realize that fear is no way, it's just not a place to live. Now, there's one exception. Sometimes fear is because I'm scared. For instance, this podcast. It took me forever to even record this because I was fearful. What if nobody even cares about my life? Gosh, I don't even like talking about myself. I'm so self-righteous. Like I'm so full of myself that I'm going to sit there and do a podcast about my life. Who cares? But that is also not just fear but insecurities. So sometimes you have to figure out is it really fear of failure and all of those things or is it an insecurity that you should get over and do it. And that's, you know, that's personal for every for all, of, you know, every person out there. Um so anyway, so that's it. So taking action, getting out there, being clear of what I want and listening to your gut. All of the manifestations that's happened in my life, it's always comes from a place of positivity and expecting it and not in a pompous expecting way, but just feeling it in my soul, like the feeling of getting my dream instead of wishing for my dream come true. Sometimes I sit and I pretend that it's already come true and I feel like how would it feel if, okay, for instance, one of my dreams is to have a house on the beach. In California, like a nice modern house. So sometimes I sit, whether I'm meditating or just throughout the day and, and I'll close my eyes and I'll pretend that I'm sitting in my house and I could hear the ocean and I could sort of smell the the air. And I try to hold that for as long as possible. Sometimes I can only hold it for 10 seconds, sometimes a little bit longer, but just feeling that feeling. And I know that sounds super like weird, but I promise it works. You just have to be open for it. Just, just for me, try it tonight before you go to bed, like close your eyes and think about something that you really want and try to feel it as if it's already happened. Um, anyway, I can go on and on and on about a million things about my life. But again, here comes my insecurity. I'm going to stop it here. If you guys have any questions, you could always reach out to me on social media, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, Um, or you could even write a comment here, but please, um, stay tuned. I have great guests coming on the podcast. Great topics. Uh, shoot me a note too. If you have any topics that you think would be awesome. Thanks so much for listening to this. Um, I'm also going to be speaking in the next couple of podcasts about starting over, with child, (laughs) having a child and starting to have to date again and how scary. So that'll be a completely separate podcast. Um, But again, let me know if you guys want me to talk about anything else. Thanks so much for your time. I adore you guys. Bye.